Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, welcome to the Sister Sister podcast. This is a podcast all about friendships, family, finances, and everything in between. I'm Candice Brathwaite, and each week I'm welcoming a guest to delve into lessons we've learned the hard way, so hopefully you don't have to. Let's do this. Today's guest is none other than Chanel Ambrose. A content creator and entrepreneur, Chanel's YouTube channel has almost half a million subscribers and 44 million views. She covers a wealth of topics including but not limited to beauty, lifestyle, home renovations and more. She is also without doubt one of the most prominent plus size fashion bloggers coming out of the UK. Oh, did I also mention that she's a mother of two? Yeah, she really is all of that. And listen, let me be honest, this episode is just going to sound like Candice is fangirling because at the beginning of my social media career, Chanel was someone that I really, really looked up to. And it kind of gave me chills to just have a conversation with her and for this moment to come full circle and for me to genuinely call her a friend. Well, in this case, a sister. So let's dive into this conversation. Guys, I cannot tell you how gassed I am for this episode. I have stalked, quite literally stalked Chanel for a decade and I've watched her whole journey. I feel like I know more about Chanel's life than Chanel, you know, than like three, four years ago, we did a popping IG live. When I say we shut down Instagram, I feel like it was for like three hours because IG live kept kicking us out and we were like, we're actually not done. Let's just reload and go again. And then what people might not know from that moment is we hadn't even met in real life yet. We then met in real life, I think, a couple of years ago at a book launch just before this pandemic Lovato set in. And she is quite literally, I'm a massive, massive fan. So to be able to have what I feel is like an evergreen, everlasting conversation on this podcast with Chanel, I'm having a fangirl moment. So you will hear it in my voice. Don't judge me. You can just rate and review and leave us five stars. But anyway, Chanel, how are you? I'm well, babe. How are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm surviving. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. 
Do you know what? We're already laughing and I know why we're laughing because Chanel already used the word surviving because what we're really saying, and you guys will hear it more in this episode, that being a dark skinned black woman on the internet is not a game and there's always a hurdle or something stressful. And so I really want to delve into that with Chanel first, but let's just kick off with my first question now, Chanel. You speak proudly about essentially going from being a single mum on benefits to now sitting at the head of tables in boardrooms. As someone like myself with a similar background and upbringing, I know how hard it is to be something that essentially you cannot see. So I just want to know what keeps you going because it cannot be easy. So what makes you you think do you know what with all these hurdles I can do this well I think there's several things you know um it's my family first and foremost I've got two boys um and you know I grew up in London and London is home absolutely like London is London um but you know when I just look at what I want for their future um I just keep on working harder knowing that, you know, I want, I wanted to, obviously my whole objective was to guess move out of London and just start a nice life there and just start afresh and build and continue building. So that's one of my main motivators. And then just being a black woman, a part of this space and um, being a part of the movement of entrepreneurial, strong black women who are absolutely killing it right now. I feel that this is, um, a bit of our moment to shine um, as we are just so creative and talented. And I guess this is my part of the conversation. And, you know, this is my seat at the table, just doing my thing on my side of the internet. But as you know, it's not easy, you know, so we just keep on moving. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you won't be able to see the video, but I can see Chanel, the way she just flicked was actually a whole paragraph like it's stressful but we move (laughs) I was just trying to get the hair out of my face to be honest it's just the way she flicked the hair is how we flick away the hurdles like we still get it done honestly so watching you like strive for these things and and I wouldn't even say you Chanel aim to be at the table like I watch you quite literally create your own table so I want to give you props for that because I think also we'll get more into this like further down the line um but sometimes especially in the infrastructure that is the white British media we can be tricked into thinking there's not enough even space for all of us to sit at this wonky table. So to watch you just press on and build your own, I have to give you your props for that, honestly. Thanks, sis. Um, Yeah, it's it's not easy, but we keep going, honestly. (laughs) Literally. Now, I mentioned in my book, Sister, Sister, that... hmm, (laughs) Look at me getting spicy already. I'm often met with questions about why my platform isn't as big as XYZ's or Mm. why I don't have more followers. It shocks people often when I tell them it's because I'm a dark-skinned black woman, not married to a spicy white man, and I don't have children who can be fetishized. (laughs) Chanel's face already! (laughs) So I want to know, do you think... Do you think yourself or women that look like us would be more popular if we did have elements that could, and the only way to describe it, if we had elements in our lives that could dilute our blackness, do you think that would make us more popular content creators? A thousand percent, yes, of course. 
that is just and it's not even any shade to anyone who has mm. you know got that or that is the case for them sometimes that's the that's what your life is set out for you um but then yeah. beauty standards has its own rules unfortunately and we mm-hmm. p- potentially may not fall under the desirable beauty standard if that makes sense mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when it comes we're kind of like more or less family content creators as well although like yeah. I don't really do too much of my family but they're there you can see mm-hmm. they're a part of my package so to speak yeah um, um if there was you know a bit of um less blackness I would say but just being completely open and frank about that because I'm trying to be you know politically <laughs> correct and all that rubbish what is that I kind of have to keep it real here. If there was less blackness <laughs> in my um, package, I guess it may have really been a, hu- a huge benefit, definitely. But then I do appreciate the people who support based on the black love and black, you know, mm-hmm. seeing the black family as we perhaps don't see it pushed enough you know because Mm. I guess there is a stereotype that most black families are not wholesome and you know got the Mm -hmm. package in mom and dad even when you're watching tv adverts if they're gonna put a black Mm -hmm. family there you know one has to be the black one has to be white or two mixed race it's very odd to see a full black (laughs) you know family so yeah and I appreciate and this is the thing because especially in sister sister like I remember doing the audio recording and the producer being like oh my gosh this book is really controversial and me cackling and being like this is not controversial this is my life but I know even us having this kind of discussion and me like putting a question to you like that I know how that can be perceived as like oh did they really say that but I think if we're really going to have this discussion and this idea that black lives matter and we are opening up like columns for this conversation then mm-hmm. you I think we should all really listen to the women who often sit at the bottom of this power pyramid like I think far too often um, black people who um, do meet the the Western beauty standards, or who do who are able to develop their careers in a different way because they are able to be sold or positioned as um, ethnically ambiguous. Uh, to only listen to their stories is futile because to mm. those of us who who cannot hide our blackness and have to wear it every day, operating mm. in these spaces are very, very different. So I could not, guys, for you lot listening, I couldn't bring Chanel onto this podcast to really just chat breeze in you lot's ears because it's not living in these bodies and taking up this space isn't often a breezy experience. And I think any uh, opportunity we have as black women to tell you what it's really like I just want to take that so I just wanted to add that in there speaking of which because I know we we perhaps have both dealt with this the reality is that online trolling is on another level for black women who dare to live a life online have you encountered trolling and if so how have you dealt with it oh wow I would say um I have, of course, I think all content creators at this point perhaps would have dealt with some level of trolling. Mm. Um, I think for me, I I play it safe. I play it safe so I don't attract mm. as much trolls as I've seen others who mm. are 
a little bit more daring with their content um and mm. one thing is obviously like when you go like viral your video like or your content really gets out there gets out there you you bring in unwanted or unseen eyes that you're not expecting so um mm. their level of training might be on a different level um but for me personally i feel like my growth is is now with i'm now a steady position um overall just because again i play it safe just because i haven't got time to deal with the headache of trolling and um the truth is when i i'm confronted by all of these issues who's going to look out for me who's going to look after the black look out for the black woman when she has those issues and this is why for me i just want to do my thing and keep it moving and mind my business and keep it moving because when the trolls do come and they do affect me and attack me. Who is really going to, who's going to look out for me? Like, you know, so mm-hmm. huh. it's just, it's just unfortunate that we just can't be ourselves uh, to an extent that we want to. Um, because, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. oh, so honestly, I don't even want this to be a violent, <laughs> sad moment. But it's just, <laughs> it's actually quite a mistake when... You know, we do have to limit um, our creativity to an extent based on just the anxiety of attacks for just being ourselves. So that is a oh, my gosh. I wish we could insert like some church symbols. What a line. Limiting your creativity just based on the anxiety of attacks. Yeah, it's not a realization yet. It hasn't come to pass yet. But trust me, as a black woman, you may see other content creators doing something, but you already know how if you do similar, how you're going to be positioned, how you're going to be targeted, how you're going to be demonized. And you do have to sit there. And weigh up whether creating this piece of content is worth the inevitable fallout or the inevitable... Woo, girl, please. Please. Yeah. Yeah. That that makes my chest hurt. Like... Yeah, exactly. And I've seen, um, you know, some black women just pull it all out there just because they it's it's a passion for them to do so. Well, you do see the backlash that they do get for putting it all out there, you mm. know? And when I mean all out there, I'm not even talking about like, mm. you know, clothing or anything. It might be the type of conversations they have yeah. or the type yeah. of banter they bring, you know? Mm. Even sometimes the way we banter, mm. if no one else understands it, you'll get trolled for that. And that's unfortunate because there's yes. certain jokes that we like to crack that, you know, in our circle, it's something that we appreciate. Um, I guess for us, we should aim to be a little bit more comfortable and confident in just being and, you know, opening up as we should, honestly, because, um, you know, the internet is free and we should have the opportunity to get out there and, and say what we need to and do what we need to do, as long as it's not killing anybody. But, you know, people like us as well, um, who obviously are business women on online, um and mm. you know not, not wanting to fumble in the back fumble the bag you know you have to kind of bridge that gap between not saying or doing something that's going to affect that it's our bread and butter and, and and therefore I for me yes I stay in my lane and you know I commit to mm. my brand um I you know mm-hmm, commit to mm-hmm. my audience as well 
I'm telling you, I know mm. I could go the extra, extra, extra mile and do other stuff. But as we're talking about right now, there's that limitation just because, oh, what if mm. it goes viral and everyone just drags me or it goes on a show blah, blah, or something like that? Do you know what I mean? And it's just, <laughs> I just, those, it's terrifying. It's so terrifying. Because as I said previously, who's going to look after you when you do get that issue? Who's gonna Who's gonna come to your defense? Oh, no one gonna come and 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 fend for you. No, you're on your own. If people If people know what we're talking about, ending up on anything where the word begins with shade, yeah, <laughs> has always been my work. That has been my worst nightmare to as a black girl on the internet. Listen, yeah, I'm sure we have the capabilities. <laughs> Can these tell? Let me tell you something. We definitely have the capabilities of doing things to go viral, <laughs> but we just know if it touches that. Honestly, I have analysed the industry for a while. I know what it takes to go viral, but I hold back. I hold back because I'm not trying to get out there like that to be dragged. It's not Girl, a nice feeling. No one's going to look after me when that happens. This is the thing. I ended up on Shade Borough, I think, six months ago for for a situation that, in my opinion, wasn't even about going viral. It's a very serious situation. It's something that really hurt my feelings. But I couldn't even deal with the anxiety of being in those spaces. I was in the comments for you. Girl, thank I you. Thank- <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, listen, you bastards. I will tell you something today. I, had to, I said, if Candice ain't saying something, me, I will. Listen. <laughs> And do you know what I love? Do you know what I love about you and women like you? You understood in that moment that I can't say you anything. Can't. Because like Chanel just said, that's me fumbling the bag. I can't say anything. Yeah. Like I in that moment, especially the visuals of that setting, again, I keep reiterating being a dark-skinned black woman, I can't defend myself publicly. Mm-hmm. My only safety net is being silent. Mm-hmm. So seeing women that look like me in that moment, heading to them comment yeah. sections and being like, no, 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 no. That was so beautiful. Yeah. But like Chanel said, bruh, I didn't want to end up in any shade no. room, shade borough, shade no. nothing because we know how yeah. that ends. Yeah. Like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think if our honestly, sisters can support us when, if it does happen as such, that's the the, mm-hmm. that's the most we can ask for at, the t- at that time, you know, just, you know, mm. and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so with that said, if you see one of your sisters up on the shade room, just support the ting because we're telling you she can't say anything in that moment. And what we do need to do is stand 10 tones down for each other when stuff hits Mm -hmm. the fan. Right. Let me me move (laughs) on because we could be on this all day. Now, girl, you know I'm about my coin. I know you're about your coin. Last year, following the rush of the Black Lives Matter movement, one thing became very public conversation, and that was the blatant pay discrepancy between ourselves and our white counterparts. And I've put in my question here, and I do just want to say, I don't even want to use the word counterpart because that's often quite disrespectful Mm -hmm. to the level of content Black people are producing, because I honestly do see white content creators just hold a deodorant can up to their face 
facts. Mm -hmm. That's all a lot of people do. And then I see my black creators hiring a drone and flying out when we could fly out to create this content. So counterparts is a bit of a disrespect, Mm -hmm. but you know what I mean. What do you think needs to happen for us to be paid not only fairly, but in alignment with the work that we are producing? Wow, there is a few things that could be done. It really starts with the boardroom discussions, first and foremost, and um, the people who are holding the bag, so to speak. It's not even necessarily what we are meant to do because we're doing our part. What else do you want me to do? You want me to not go and kill myself? I can't now. I have to just do what I could produce. But this is really what happens behind the scenes. And the, the discussions that the, the directors and, you know, the campaign managers are having in order to include the, the black voice or the black look or the black image into, you know, their, their, their brand partnerships and their marketing campaigns. Um, so, as you know, I have an agency. Now, we started off as a talent agency almost five years ago. Um, but we are kind of pivoting to a creative agency because with that, we can really have more conversations with um, the actual brand partners and speak about their direction in terms of how they are, you know, working on campaigns. Um, So it's not limited to me just developing a talent. That's fine, because one thing is a lot of black talent know what they're doing. So it's not even a major development that is required. Like a lot of people know what they love, their passions and how to articulate it to their audience. But what do the campaign management, what do they do? What can they do? And this is where that conversation is literally offline, actually, before it gets out there. And what I am, we, my and my, myself and the team are doing is working with brands and educating them on the, you know, the fundamental importance of having um, uh, the black voice in their campaigns and the black image in their campaigns and, you know, um, ensuring that black creators also receive exactly what they are deserving. That's really powerful because what Chanel is highlighting there is how, um, and this is, and this goes back way before we had content creators. This is very much the idea of black people should only be playing games on the field or we should only be the yeah, rapper. Right. It's like the real money conversation is happening before that rapper's album comes out. The real money conversation is happening before that football player is even drafted or called to play. And if we really want to make sure we, we're not only being paid fairly, but what we are truly worth, then we have to strong arm our ways into those boardroom situations. We have to, like Chanel has done, um, create creative right. agents agencies and not just manage talent because let's be honest if we're talking about talent black people they come a dime Uh a dozen guys you will not hear this in this moment but we're recording this on the day when in my opinion Raheem Sterling should be on the front cover of every British newspaper is he no he's not Mm -hmm. let's not act like they're not going to wherever they're going because I'm not going to pretend I know football and Raheem Sterling is not deserving of a massage because he's carrying this team on his back it's not that we don't have the talent we are talented in every regard in every area but it's about being managed properly and having people that can walk into those boardrooms and be like show me your real bag because let me tell you something 200 pound per post is not it 
it's not it. So miss me with that. Do you know what I mean? And I've been in situations when I think I've said this on this podcast before, where I'm on set with five other white women and I come away and I realize I've only been paid 500 pounds and they've been paid 2,500. That's not even an exaggeration. Mm. Like how do we get to a point where pay discrepancy isn't even a discussion anymore? And I think Chanel has really chosen the right avenue to do that. Like, okay, I will create a space where I get to be um, at the table that is having those money discussions because at the end of the day, this is something that I don't think people understand unless you're in this industry. If you are the influencer, you are the last in the food chain. You are the last in, the influencer is the last person to see yeah. the brief. The influencer is the last person who is told about money. So we really need to be creating those agencies that liaise with the Coca-Cola or the exactly. Nike, because only then will we know what's really going yeah, on. Exactly. I hear that. Um, Sorry, girl. I sound like I'm ah, We are taking it to church today. (laughs) It's absolutely correct. (laughs) But you also did say, what can we do? And although I did highlight, for the most Mm. part, we're very talented. We can figure that out. Then there is a job for the influencer to Mm. do. And that is to kind of, I guess, um, not be too open to just taking anything, not selling themselves too cheaply and knowing their worth quite honestly when i tell you one one oh lord one brand (laughs) contacted us to do a huge like edit collection with one of our girls and the budget was absolutely i just couldn't i the budget was okay a budget is a budget i get that but what are you asking for this person wanted the whole world on their shoulders. And when I said to them that, honestly, in comparison to the premium brands we work with, who are a bit more, I guess, generous mm. with their budget, this really doesn't work with our talent. They then decided to now compare them to mm. all these other influencers that are at 7 million and they charge that price. So why don't we? Why? Because this is a black girl who's doing her thing in this industry and working and trying to mm-hmm. even, it's, even it's, it's beyond that. It's a personal thing now, you know, trying to pay her bills perhaps and trying to just mm. do something to just level up in life. And therefore, you know, these negotiations yeah. need to be, worth our while it needs to be worth the work that we're putting in Mm -hmm. um and you know they kind of shaded me and saying that well other well-known agencies um would not you know type of thing and it was like okay well go to the well-known agencies as for us we are not going to waste our time on a shabby small deal it doesn't make any sense for any of us you know we'll rather wait for the opportunities that are worth and that is do you know what (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Again, Chanel is dropping gems because that is going to be very uncomfortable for some black influencers. I understand Mm. that. You know why? Because sometimes it feels like the deals are coming in so far and few between that it's like, you know, you're worth more. But it's like, oh, let me just do this to prove that I'm good at the job 
or to just cover me for like, you know, I need you, you, I know you need to buy X, Y, or Z. And I will say you, you might do that in your very early days, but the quicker you dig your heels in, the better, because people will get the message. And mm-hmm. it only takes one brand to come along and pay you what you think you're worth for you to be like, ah, oh, I can really do yes, this now. Yes. Like really get confident in yeah. yourself, yeah. you know? Yes, indeed, I agree get confident in yourself and that's hard especially when and I don't know why they do it especially when they compare any um black content creator to any white person that's been on Love Island or whatever I don't know why you do that you already know that the hat is hung far higher than we can reach you Mm. already know that even if we shared that same platform as them we wouldn't get that reach just based on the society that way we live Mm. in and all the racial rules that are put in place what is so interesting though you know of me well enough to have found my management or to have found me so clearly my reach or you knowing my name is not the exactly. problem. That's not the problem. Just say that you can't pay the bill and balance. I said that to him. I said, my client is not the issue. You ain't got the budget. Period. You ain't got the money. You haven't got enough money. You can't afford. Period. That's it. Finish. Let's just have that real conversation. If you don't have the money, it's not that hard. Just say it. God. <laughs> I told you that we would cackle today. I I can't, honestly. All right. Oh, you have shared some very deep, traumatic, personal stories online. Of late, I've personally been working on sharing joy and abundance, which often isn't seen from dark skinned black women. And I've noticed that you two are now more leaning into what future Chanel wants and her joy. And, you know, we're leaving the mentality of being stuck in that high rise behind and we're watching you reach for higher heights. Mm -hmm. Right. But I really want to know, have you found people to be as supportive of you now, now that you have shifted your life and you're reaching for something else? Or were they more supportive when you were quote unquote struggling? Wow, the candies. Wow, 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 wow. I know, girl. I'm sorry. First of all, I like what you first (laughs) said about me basically being the person I've always wanted to be. Because one thing I do love is when I'm either flicking through TikTok or like Instagram and I'm seeing a black girl in like luxury. Mm. That's just like, you know, such an exciting thing to see you know celebrating luxury like you have many yeah. like Melissa's wardrobe for example or you know I don't know Fisayo all these girls that Ooh, just yes, girl. show their lavish beautiful lives it's just so like oh I'm excited to have that one day you know I think I'm at the stage now where I can actually say I think people people supported me more in my struggle it feels like people supported me more in my struggle but then again I think it was it was more needed at the time do you know what I mean I needed that support because I was trying to see myself out of that situation so bring your support fam it's it's not it's not something I'm going to turn down you know um as I am I guess (laughs) heading to more of a comfortable place in my life on a personal front I think I started to, would I say lose friends? But like, I didn't see those people as a much as I used to. But it, this feels like I am being confronted with a different 
set of people all together, you know, um, who are more kind of mm. understanding my vision and I can work with them to get into the next level, yes. you know. So it's kind of just, I don't know, it's been a bit different on, on, on different levels, I guess. No, do you know what? I f- you Girl, you know I feel it. I feel it because our trajectories have been very similar. Born in London, know that struggle, just want to do right for our family, then move yeah. out. And I've said this on a different episode, but Bode came across this woman one time, a black woman who left a comment somewhere and was like, yeah, I liked Candy's Brathwaite so much better when she was four. <sighs> that is so unfortunate. <laughs> Do you know? And it's just that um, it's a very like crab, um, crab in a bucket mentality, mm-hmm. or um, this idea that if one of us are winning, we all can't win, or this true discomfort that comes up when we see a black woman living a life that, let's be honest, we've all been told we're not worthy of. We're all been told we're not entitled to. I understand how uncomfortable that can yeah. be, right? So to see. To see less support as I go further away, because I don't want to say that this version of Candice is better Mm. than that one, but as I go further away from that old version of Candice, I have to agree with you. But it's interesting to clock that whilst the support is less, the amount of support is better in quality. Oh, hallelujah. We really went to church today. That is what (laughs) sweeps. Honestly, that is it. the, The quality is better. That's the bigger difference. Honestly, the quality is a lot deaf. There's less people, but it's it's more... I don't know how to explain it. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's more refined, really. You know? It's, it's refined. refined. Yeah. And you know these people that, you know, when Chanel drops a new homeware line or she comes out with a book, you, you know you can depend on this group, even though they're lesser, to support you through thick and thin. And so I really can't sit here and boo-hoo about the support I have lost because I'll be really frank with people. If you can if you can only support a black woman when she's in the JSA line, then you're really not supporting her. You're supporting trauma porn. That's what you're doing. You're supporting trauma porn. You're not supporting yes. <laughs> like <laughs> if you can offer that same support when she can afford that lace front yeah. and she can acquire that Chanel 2.55 or she can get her family out of the hood, that is a quality of support that will always be welcome. Yeah. But if you and it, and again, like I said, it's only when it comes down to black women that we want to say that this support is variable, mm-hmm. right? Or that it's like, mm, I would support X, Y, Z if they were doing that, but not Chanel. And you know why I can't support Chanel? Because I've been told that Chanel shouldn't be allowed that right. life. So I now can't support her on this transition. Mm. Then you can hold that. And this man. is why it's just not welcome for me. I here. feel like I've actually plateaued as an influence, as a content creator. Because I've had a fair share of that comment as well. Like, this is a new Chanel. I've made videos recently where I said, I'm changing. Things have changed. And, you know, um, it's either you're with me or you're not. I and mean, it's as simple as that. But I am definitely going somewhere. My The old version of me is not a, a girl that is, 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 is damaged or is, you know, is inadequate an extremely important person in my life was that old version trust me um but we move and we we grow Mm -hmm. and we change and we make positive changes to better ourselves and 
you know, I feel that um, as a community as a whole, as black women as a whole, if we do just move up towards where we want to get to, people are just going to have to get used to it because I'm seeing a lot of changes with so many different people that I've known, you know, from when they was, I guess, trying to figure it out. You know, there's always a stage where you're trying to figure it out or whatever. And, you know, their goal is just to get to a better place for themselves. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. We should never pull someone down for wanting what is going to help them and make them happy, you know? Speaking of that, speaking of like pulling people down, and this is, I would say, we're we're getting close to the end, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to keep it real for a minute because I'm being honest when I'm saying that the oppression that comes with working in the media, be that traditional or otherwise, has sometimes tricked me into believing that we can only ever celebrate one black British woman at any given time. Have you ever found yourself to be worried about the opportunities available to you because of this? Oh, absolutely. Um, yes, definitely. Because <laughs> there's always, this is tokenism then, isn't it? It's that that whole conversation about Ooh. tokenism and just only allowing one person to have that space just to kind of tick the diversity box at the time. And that is just mm. so out of order, honestly. I just feel like... <sighs> it just makes the rest of the black community or or black women feel like we can't ever get an opportunity to just level up. And this is why for me, I feel that we mm. as black women should do our own things and have our own, have, have our own books and have our own agencies and have mm. our own music community and have our own, I don't know, um, fashion mm. line or whatever the case may be and create our own spaces essentially. Um, just because, you know, I can't be bothered to wait for me to have that moment if I will ever even get it. What is the point? You know, it's just, um, yes. it's a waste of my time. Yes. Honestly, it's a waste of my time waiting for me to be a part of that token <laughs> conversation. We can't. So I'm creating my own. Do, do you know why Chanel's hitting Chanel's hitting bars. Do you know why? I saw a post recently by the comedian Gina Ashley, who now lives in America. And in that post, yeah, she was talking about how if she stayed in the UK, people were fully telling her, you will never be regarded here until Lenny Henry dies. (gasps) Because it's quite literally, bro, go and check the post. Go and they were like, for you to pop here, Lenny Henry has to die first. Because come on, you know that Black Britain works on a one in, one out rotation. Like then they're not going to allow two Black comedians to flourish at any given time. Are you crazy? And so that's why she's gone and she's blown in America. Mm -hmm. And so once again, Janelle's dropping bars like we are being backed into a corner that as painful as it is, I think it's long overdue. We need our own publishing imprints. We need our own clothing lines. We need our own beauty yeah. ranges because I, I just can't, this idea, this mentality of, oh no, it's it's a Candice Brathwaite summer. It's a Chanel Ambrose yeah. summer. It's a, you know, one person yeah. at a time summer. Come mm-hmm. on, come on. When we see 10 people of any other race at any given time, all being given space to Mm -hmm. flourish. It's like, and that of course, whether people, there are some people who aren't as brave as myself and Chanel who won't admit it, but that of course breeds feelings of 
insecurity or jealousy or fear because it's like you do know that if there's one girl that is hot in this moment you do know she's collected the black girl bags for the next five months it is Mm -hmm. what it is like we are all very aware of it at this Mm -hmm. point and I think we end up doing a disservice to our sisters and by sisters I mean s-i-s-t-a comma s when we're like feeling jealous or pent up because that's how they want it that's how this system wants it you know yeah, I agree fully oh wow so yeah guys anyway let's talk happier yes. things <laughs> what advice would you have <laughs> for black British women who want to develop a career using social media Ooh, well there's so much angles I can go to in terms of advice. I don't want to give, the, you know, the, the obvious, like, start an Instagram and build a following. I think it's more than that. <laughs> if we're talking about in 2021, I do feel that we have created a standard now. I'll be completely honest with you. Not to say that it's competitive mm-hmm. and there's no room for anyone else. There's room for absolutely everybody to 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 to, to start now. Um but we are talking about quality and investment at this stage of social media. And that is just quality in your content and the consistency and investing the time to strategize. Um, and it doesn't take a team. It starts with yourself. All of us started yes. by ourselves. And yes, now we have management and, you know, assistance mm-hmm. and support like that. But it does start on your own and just figuring out what you can do. Um, as a person who likes a specific topic and just wants to have a conversation about that. And one thing I would say is I think all creators should not always think of themselves as just influencers. I'm all about business. I feel that what is really going to take, I feel that one of the big things that is going to really, really tackle racism, quite frankly, is if black, the black, black coin lifts. If we can make our own money, that is going to, money is everything that's what pe- that's what that's the language that we all understand and um it's about having a business mentality i mean i'm not saying like be all corporate because this isn't a corporate industry as in for creatives it's not it's it's really creative mm. but you do need to understand the business strategy of it all or try to at least research on that in the field that you want to go into mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's about that. It's strategy and just knowing, okay, this is what I'm going to do to, to grow. And I, honestly, I'm just so, I'm amazed by the generation that are killing it now, like the TikTokers and stuff. Like I love a lot of the dancers. Um, the, I love the TikTok dancers. They are amazing. Like Nife and Regina and all of them, they're creating their own movement and doing black girl magic. And it's so amazing. And now they're like doing a few lovely campaigns and stuff. So, you know, and I know, I think Nife, mm. like for her, for example, I'm just I'm mentioning her. Um, She literally started her TikTok, I think maybe a year ago. And she's now like almost at 2 million or something. So, you know, mm. this is the age where I think young black women can really be as creative as they want to be, but with a good strategy and a plan as to how they want to achieve yes. it, you know? yes. Yeah. yeah I agree with Chanel so much like 
babes, don't come into this game if you just want to be sponsored by Pretty Little Thing. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you because what Pretty Little Thing are doing are using you in their business strategy. So please, (laughs) please, I'm not saying don't take the coin, but I am saying like, how can we make this coin restorative? How can we make it stretch? How can we use it to grow a platform where in 10 years you don't have to, in 10 years, you're not even considered an influencer because you've gone and you've taken that money and that social capital and you've built something that can feed great, great grandchildren you will right. never meet. This is a really, really important conversation. And it's one that I know Chanel and I will come back and have because it's very, very powerful. But babe, before I let you go, because I know you're super busy, <laughs> could you just tell me who some of your favorite black content creators are? Oh my goodness, that is um I know, a sorry. Big one. <laughs> so um Raven Navira, um She's a travel content creator, travel and lifestyle. Um, whoo, Adiola Boyega, skincare. Yes, girl. <laughs> She's gonna be huge. Um, huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then parenting and stuff like Flavia Benko and Joyce Adewale. Um, yes. Uh, luxury and fashion. Melissa's wardrobe. Fasaya Longe. Mate, there's so much, you know. You, Candice, I love your content, obviously. Babe. And if I've missed anyone out, I'm so sorry. I've just literally had a brain freeze for a second because that's what happens quite often. I've been watching on YouTube recently. Um, I, I don't know if, it, if you know, especially house renovations is anyone's thing, but a young lady called Lydia Dinger. Oh my God, I Lydia. Exactly. Lydia Dinger. Oh my God. That's my honey. <laughs> Lydia. Yeah. Like, we, Lydia, we got our house at the same time just... as well. So she's been really inspiring for me Girl. watching how she's doing her thing with her home. She really renovated it and it just looks absolutely amazing. I love her travel vlogs as well. Yeah, it's amazing to see black women taking up space in content creation that like, okay, yes, we know that we're popular beauty influencers. We know we're popular fashion influencers, but to see black women making waves in interior, in travel, in food, it's absolutely remarkable. Anyway, Chanel, this has been... Good luck editing this, guys. (laughs) I'm talking to the editing crew behind the scenes. (laughs) (laughs) Because this has been, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for speaking with me, girl. And I know, I know we'll be talking again. Yeah. So I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna drag it out. Thank you. This has been amazing. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Uh, I think you guys can tell we enjoyed ourselves way too much with that one and that episode could have gone on forever so thank you for listening to that and thank you so much Chanel don't forget to follow Chanel on Instagram and on YouTube and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss next week's episode you can follow me on Instagram where I am at Candice Brathwaite and if you've enjoyed this please don't forget to rate and review as every little helps and my new book Sister Sister is available to buy now in hardback ebook and audio talk to you next week
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.